I got two windows open. No, nah, you're good, dude. They could probably hear us talking as this is rolling. Surprise, surprise. Bucktails and surprises tonight, folks. <laughs> Here we come. What's going on, everybody? I am Mike Murphy Kuda, and welcome to Jig Squad. Joining me tonight is Mr. Larry Hadley, uh, the angler. Uh, I'm going to pop up as we get into the show tonight. Um, you know, his handle's listed down below. But on Instagram, you can find Larry at T-H-E-A-N-G-L-U-R-E. Um, I'm really excited to have Larry on. Guys, Eric Eric is still the minister of culture around Jig Squad. A couple of people were asking me. It's just tournament season, right? So that was our deal when we got started. So uh, actually, we looked at the schedule. Larry, um, uh, Eric's going to be on for some of the um, shows over the next two months and stuff. So he's still around. He's still the minister of culture and this co-host. Um, but sometimes he can't make it. So... But tonight, I, I guys, I've been waiting a long time to get Larry on. So we didn't even we didn't even wait. You know, Larry's on right away because I'm rolling solo tonight. So um, I've been excited about this for a long time. And, you know, everyone loves the way this guy paints. Uh, but I love his bucktails because I think he's one of the cleanest tires um, and thread wraps. And his thread wraps are just insane in the entire game. So a lot of great people out there. But welcome to Jig Squad, Larry. You want to tell the – Tell everyone about yourself a little bit and 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 what got you into jig making my man yeah sure so like um what got me into jig making was um you know I, i'm a flounder fisherman so i do a lot of jigging and okay. a, around a lot of pilings so like i, I get hung up a lot on the so, jetties out on the piers that type on, of stuff there? Pier, like i'm a pier rat so i love okay. fishing piers. so sure there's this one day right and um I went out there and I bought these uh these sea striker uh, actually these things right here. Here, let me let me make you big for a second, Larry, just so you yeah. can see this. This is my last pack, and this is the last pack I bought. But okay. I used these, and these are like five dollars a pop, and I lost six of them within like two hours. And I was like, man, this is getting expensive. So like, um, uh, I went and talked to one of my buddies, which is also a fellow jig maker. This guy named John Savore. He was, you know, a phenomenal jig maker. And I was asking him what he called it. He called it a butter bean head. He was like, you need to go on do a it. Butter bean head. Yeah, that's what he calls it. It's like the old school way. I think uh, do it calls it a flathead. Yep. Um, and that's yeah, only so. on the side. It's still got. It's almost like a teardrop shape, but it's like smushed, almost like flat on the side, like yes. a pancake kind of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went. I went ahead, and you know, I end up ordering them, ordering that, and then I couldn't really find like an arrowhead that had like an eye or something. But they had this like a minnow grub, I think, or a grub. Sure. I think it's called something like that. And I end up ordering that, and that's where it really took off. I mean, like my paints when I first started were so, like, I went to Harbor Freight. Yeah. Buy, you know that that powder coat that they they sure. sell. Is, big jugs i went and bought that and i was using that at first you know what i mean and, and a lot of guys still use that paint yeah. from harbor freight but the deal is it just it, it's temperamental right and so it, and messing around with it in heat it's very difficult and sometimes you, you run up with you, you get a tough go with it let's be honest yeah it's you know? it's just not fine and it, it's like you could drop it and it'll break and you'll still have powder underneath even if you bake it hot hot you know just it's thick 
I don't, I don't like using that stuff. I mean, but. But that's what you started with. Yep. I started with that. The yep. white, red, and black. Basic color, especially for salt water, right? <laughs> yeah. The white <laughs> and red is like like one of the best colors, I think. Sure. Out, out there fishing flounder. Mm -hmm. Chartreuse, too, but they didn't, you know, Harbor Freight didn't have char chartreuse and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Then I got into that Protex stuff, man. Oh, man. Like, that's where it took off, you know? Yeah, I mean, and how many how many years would you say, Lair? Like, how many years back did you start start making the jigs? Um, my first jig was 2014. 2014. 2014. Okay. 2014. That's when I first made my first one. I actually have my uh my first two bucktails. Hold on. Do you really? Yeah, I I want to see this. This is great. Like By the way, you have like the most convenient little room going on there. It's nice, cl clean capped. I'm sitting in the corner of a, of a of a bedroom upstairs as I build the uh, the uh, jig tying dungeon down in the basement, which is on its way. It's getting close. Yeah, this is my like this is my room. Like it's my awesome. I love your room. room. <laughs> All right, let's uh, see these, buddy. I'm gonna make you big again. Let's go. These are my first like this one right here. Yeah, that it's there's nothing wrong with that jig. Yeah, uh, the, the tie line's not tight. and Right. And, like, I was new to it, so I could pull hair out of this. Like, I that, wasn't tying it tight, and that's the other one. The hair is that's been tight. my experience learning the hard way with bucktail. Right. People make fun of me because I've shown my stuff over the years, but, you know, that's why that's why you got you to gotta show the good, the bad, and the in-between. That's just how this, this game goes, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's I was just awesome. talking to a buddy of mine. He was like, man, you came a long way from – Harbor Freight, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of guys started with that because, you know, you know, I think the thing is, Larry, I mean, that that's what, what everyone had available, right? Because right. if it if it wasn't, well, I mean, he, he, this is kind of how I think it goes down. It's like, you know, you can order it, but then once you hear there's a Harbor Freight down the road and you can get it for this cheap price or whatever it is, you, you're going to try it out, Right. And the right. thing is, it just messes with you with temps, you know. And I think once you realize there's nicer things out there, um, and I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's so many different colors. And I mean, sometimes I make jigs just to experiment with different colors and are not even something I primarily use all the time. You know what I mean? Like um, like the one Protect color that I don't use, um, but I still think is probably one of the nicest colors that they make is that um, that root beer one. It's a beautiful color. And I've seen so many people make cool jigs with it. And I look at it every time and go, man, why don't I use that more? I go, because I got too many other things I have to make. But it's, right. it, it is nice to have that variety for what you, you know, want to make. Right. But, so that's know, what you like, did. Yeah, like, I mean, going with the, like, when you're starting off, that, that Harbor Freight's like a good thing. You get like a whole pound for like five bucks if you're starting off. Right. Like, that's something good to experiment with. You know what right. I mean? So, I mean, that's pretty much the route i took i was like man like i don't want to invest in you know a bunch of protect if i suck at it <laughs> you know and were you pouring did you start off pouring or were you buying your jigs and then painting them there no I, I i poured i bought all of it i bought the the, the smelter and i bought i bought all that stuff like all yeah. in one go you know and you know, like um i i i figured like you know i can buy them in bulk on ebay and stuff like that because I was right. 
when I first started, it was just for me. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't going, I didn't have the intention of selling them at first. It was just for me because I was losing so many at the beer. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to yeah. make a bunch. Like I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy my own stuff and make like a thousand of these and I'll be good for the whole summer, you know, like fishing. And it was bucktail. It was that style that you started with. So, like for me, Lair, I when I started pouring, it was it was real simple. It was a ball head and a tube jig, and those were the two things that my guy, the guys that taught me how to pour and everything else. That's that's what we poured, and and you know you and basically to be honest with you, that it wasn't even because, um, and that wasn't even for fishing like rivers and stuff. That was for fishing on the Great Lakes. And just, you know, we fish a lot of chunk rock and rebar on the Great Lakes, at least on the south end for sure. And, you know, um, you just, it just became an economical way. We'd get together and pour. And then, and then I kind of, then I started meeting other people and I fell into learning how to make skirted jigs. I mean, and um, I'll never forget, listen, I'll, I'll have to, I'm going to have to find them because I still have them. The first jigs that I ever tied actually was um, zonker strips. And I was trying to make hair jigs and there was no one in the world showing me how to make hair jigs. And this is like 20 years ago. Right. And so mm-hmm. I took the zonker strips that I just happened to get from like Bass Pro and I'm, and I basically palmered it around the entire shank and at the end, and it looked pretty good. But the problem was that, that there was no length on it. And I'm like, Oh, these hair jigs suck. I'm like, these I did I don't I said I don't want to use these. I go look at how short the hair is. I had no idea what marabou was, or I had I I, I literally had no idea. I was trying to make what I thought to be marabou jigs, or or I thought I'm like, that doesn't look anything like those jigs that I saw that guy with. And that and I, I didn't know and I didn't have anyone to teach me. And so it's just crazy how. You know, actually, the fact that I'm saying that right now, that's kind of a that's that should be another uh, area that is to people for people to understand why I started Jig Squad. Right. You know, it's like I, I, I'm not too cool for school, man. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of new guys out there starting off and and they have to have that opportunity to see things like you see there. You're you're in chat. Like I'll, I'll throw something out there. Like I always talk about your thread wraps or what type of coating you're using on them because it looks like glass when you're done. And then you get the, you know, the on the fly tackle guys, Ben and Brian. They're in chat all the time hanging out. And I, I just I ask these questions. because I know these guys know this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just and it doesn't matter. There's so many guys in chat that, that help out with this stuff. That's why I kind of love it. It's like we're all learning. We're all, we all have our strengths at different things. All right, so you're making you're making the butter bean jig, and you basically are using this. And so, what 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 at what point in time do you think that there was that transition for you moving on to another style of jig? Because in my mind, the jig that you're most well known for is tying the. Uh, I mean, I've seen you with some tatog jigs, but but the biggest thing that you're putting out there is that poison head, uh, the swing head, and then also the ultra minnow, and then you're also making the manic mullet which is your shrimp jig, which is the one I'm kind of excited about, even though I, all the ones I have in front of me are all, all the ultra minnows. But how, what, what changed where you started moving on to this next level of, of jig work and tying? Well, I went from the butter beans. I actually, um, I was a big fan of, um, you know, it's Spro, Spro jigs. Yes. Yes. I was a big fan of Spro. And I was like, God, those are, those are cool looking. And, and when I when I wanted to buy a mold for it, the closest thing was the ultra minnow, 
mold for it. You know what I mean? So I went and had and just ordered that. And plus a lot of the guys, so I'm like, I used to fish the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. Yeah. And, uh, and they love like, you know, the Spro heads, you know what I mean? Like, so the ultra minnow heads and they love sure. um, uh, sight casting for, you know, cobia and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I was like, I got to get, I got to get that mold, you know what I mean? Like, and try it out, you know what I mean? Let's see if I can sight cast for some of them as well. And at that point, I still wasn't, you know, selling them yet, you know, and um, I was just giving them to my friends and stuff. And it was just basic, you know, white and red, you know, like everybody loves. And right. And uh, and even like with like the manic mullets and stuff like that, when I bought that, it was like, it's like, it's when I came to Texas. Because let's talk. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, so Larry, Larry, the, the angler lures and and um and and jigs are are made in Texas, but I just want to show you something. Oh my gosh, it's hard to see. It's because of my light. I'm really sorry, but I just want to give you an idea of that. It's on a swing head. This is on the poison poison tail swing head. Um, but so you, Larry, you're so you're in Texas, right? But the yeah. deal is, you didn't. You're an East Coast boy. Yeah. So talk about Virginia. that a little bit. So where where's your home? Where where'd you grow up? Where's your home waters? And where'd you start off? Well, I, I grew up in Virginia Beach, in, uh, in Virginia, okay. right off on the Chesapeake Bay. You know, um, I end up uh, moving out to a place called Norfolk, which is the city next door. And where I moved, it, I'm like prime time behind my house was a marina and within five minutes of each side of me five ten minutes i have three fishing piers sure you know what i mean well one of them's tore down now and the other one they're rebuilding but there's this place called ocean view pier is where it really all began it's a famous it, place too yeah it's a, it's a it's a man it's one of the longest uh piers in america and I think you know, maybe it's quite possible that there might be more white bucktails that were thrown at that pier than anywhere else in the world. <laughs> I, I know for sure, man. Like, I, I guarantee you, if you snag up and you get it up, you'll probably see one of my uh, heads on the I'm telling you, I'm not even East, East Coast from Virginia all the way up north through New York and stuff on the, on the ocean, it's white bucktails, whether it's smiling bills or whatever you call them. It does butter beans, everything. It's just... It's a jig. It's a white bucktail jig world, you know. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. it is. It's like that's like the most famous color. Even with you know hard baits, they they, they like the white and red. The, the, I I just call it the OG color. The OG, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, and people love it. I love it. You know, I, I use it. I mean, I've been experimenting with you know all the colors I make, you know, as well. And you know, like some people just you know they're like, oh, you're doing too much with your paint. And like, why you even do it? They don't even care. The fish don't care. Is what I'm saying. And I just wanted to change it up a little bit. You yeah. know, like I wanted to give the fish something they didn't see. You know, you haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, you know, that's a good that's a good comment, Larry. And I I have to admit, I've been a little bit of a hypocrite about that very subject myself sometimes. And I've over the years, I've said that um, you know. Uh, for the longest time, like when I was river fishing, you know, I'm a river rat at heart. And um, and when I would be wading in the rivers, I would I would have three different colored jig heads. It would be black, white, and green pumpkin. 
And then when I started fishing the Great Lakes, um, and, and keep in mind, I was not designing jigs to the extent that I am now during that time. That was true hardcore fishing, right? Um, I was pouring the heads. But then on the Great Lakes, I started fishing, and I, I would fish a naked head. I would, they wouldn't even be painted. And, and I did that for the longest time, and I said, you didn't need to do it. But when I started painting is when I started making skirted jigs, silicone predominantly, I just thought, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't look complete. If you're going to make a design or something, it just doesn't look complete if you don't have the head painted. And that started off with silicone. Well, then moving on from silicone, then learning how to tie, which I'm, I'm still a learner, right? I, now I definitely need my, the heads tied. And I mean, my, you, most guys know my posting slowed down. Everyone knows that on Barracuda ate you on my, my regular Instagram page, but my, I love that freestyle head and, um, and I love it. And I love it for using, like, to me, it was a treat to make jigs like that, to go fish saltwater when I was down in Florida. And listen, I want, I want to make sure everyone in chat hears this. If you think that there's going to be designs that you see Larry make on his page or bucktail designs and, you know, like I've got a lot of one ounce um, Larry Hadley uh, bucktails here, but the reality is I'll use those in the salt. But here's the thing, guys, you don't have to make one ounce. You can make half ounce, three eighth ounce. There are guys in chat that will tell you that the hands down, the number one slayer of walleye in river systems and lakes is going to be arguably a bucktail jig tied very specifically in certain ways, but you have to experiment. So the value of having knowledge from somebody like Larry talking about a flounder fisherman from Texas, right. And talking about these things is tremendous. And that's what I want everyone to get from the show tonight. There's guys checking in. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, Jose and, and the guys from no live bait needed might be on tonight in chat watching. I have no idea, but these are guys that are big snook chasers from down in Florida. There's guys up, and I know for sure in the, in the Bay of Green and the in the Great Lakes that are big, uh, big walleye and bass fishermen that are all about bucktail. You get guys like Ryan Salesman down in Alabama that are bucktail fishermen, big ones. So learn something from this tonight, even if you don't think that you're a bucktail fisherman, because you should you should at least understand what the, what it's all about. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But go ahead, Lair. I just, I'm trying to, I want to bring people yeah, into my world and why I love this so much, the bucktail. I mean, I, I'm learning a lot from the freshwater side, you know, like I, you notice I'm starting to put out a little bit more freshwater stuff. And, yes. and I'm actually, I've seen people use like the silicone skirts in the saltwater world a lot. Sure. Especially, um, you know, the round head of bucktails or the, or, you know, the, the big ones uh, for our flounder fishing, deep, deep wrecks or, you know, deep water. And, right, um, they're using silicone, and you know, I, I didn't want to get away from the bucktail hair when I was making those kind of you know gigs and stuff. I was like, man, I don't want to use the the silicone. But then I, I actually, I was like, you know, let me try it on you know the, the stand up jigs I've been posting lately, and um, man, I love it. I, I love the the silicone colors that they come out with. Sure, because you know, you got. Like you got standard colors for hair. I mean, you can mix and match them and make them look good, but you know, like silicone, it just has—they have crazy colors, and there's thousands of colors. Let me—you—you you understand that Julian is in here 
throwing out highs to her pops. You got that, right? Yeah, that's my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I had had to put that up there, man. We have to celebrate family around this place, right? (laughs) She's all the way in San Diego. (laughs) That's very cool. Let me ask you a question. Oh, hold on. Look at this. I'm going to read this, my man. I'm so proud of you, Dad, for chasing your dream. You inspire me every day. So that that's awesome stuff, dude. This is I why I love this stuff stream. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff, buddy. All right, look at so here's the thing. So somebody had asked earlier, Larry. I want to ask this. I don't want to get off. I want to. I don't want to get off the silicone part because I want to talk about that for a second. But somebody asked. I just want. I don't want this question to pass. Sil. Okay. Uh, qual- somebody asked about, do you care about the types of hooks that you're going to put in your jigs? If people ask for specific types of hooks, will you make those adjustments if you can? Because not all molds will always accommodate those adjustments. Uh, but do you care about the quality? I'm trying to scroll up and see if I could see this. Um, oh, hold on. Chris H., here it is. Do you guys find there's a market for pouring jigs with high-quality hooks, or do you guys find most people don't consider what hook you toss in? What do you think about that? Um, For the most part, many of the people that buy from me, they don't really ask because they know. You know, like I would use quality. I'm not going to put, like, um, I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, hook companies, but, like, I won't stick an eagle claw in any of my molds. And mm-hmm. I mean, I did with the butter beans, like when I first saw it, it was all Eagle Claw, but I've seen them break on me plenty of times trying to yeah. pull out of a bag. And I, it's nothing against, you know, I mean, Eagle Claw or nothing like that. But um, I do have the occasional people that ask me to go with like a two time Mustad instead of, a, you know, a regular like mm-hmm. a 3276 uh, ones. They would want me to go, I think it's a 32824, uh, which is a two time hook. I have a bunch of people ask me. For those, especially like up north and the northeast side, they mm-hmm. love the stronger hook. You know what I mean? And and also my tog jigs, like they want the two times as well, and they don't want the regular one because you know they especially tog tog has strong jaws, real strong jaws. Yeah, so, they do. And yeah, Brianna, and, Brianna is saying hi too. By the way, buddy, yeah, and make sure we get we get a little bit of. <laughs> Equal love for the siblings, right? Yeah. And right, they've been so, through it with me the whole time. That's you. awesome, dude. Yeah, so listen, that's interesting about hooks. So um, I do think it's funny because there, um, there are guys that, and I'm not, I, I don't mean to knock anyone, but you got to, there are, there are guys that are, um, that have very specific feelings about different hooks. And there's ways Right. The people have to use their other equipment to manage the things they have. I mean, there are guys that will throw Mondo hooks. I call them the gorilla hooks, right? The gorilla hooks on things for the salt. When they're trying to, when they're trying to hook up with a, uh, a snook in, under the docks at night, that's a, that's a 40 incher <laughs> and trying to pull them out when they're only 10 feet away from the dock. You know, I mean, you, I get it. You got to match your equipment out, but I mean, you, you, it just depends on where you're fishing. Right. And so, um, it, 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 there are guys that will ask for different types of hooks for sure, but you also have to understand how your equipment and the line you use, all of that impacts, um, uh, the, the hooks that you use in your jigs. And 
you know, I, I don't know, guys. I, I have a preference for a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you something. This is my own opinion. One, even an Eagle Claw. The Eagle Claw tinned, I've never had a bad experience with them right. myself. The rest of the Eagle Claw hooks, I don't use that much. What do I predominantly use? I use a big mix of a lot of different things. Probably, um, I, 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 li- I like Gamagatsu a ton. Uh, I like their 604s. Um, they call the Gamagatsu 604 heavy wire hook. I personally think it's a light wire hook. It's my own opinion. There are lighter wires than it, but it, they call they bill it as heavy wire. I, I still like They're that. They're stronger than the, I think it's the 32746. They um, are. I, I agree. And, and here's the thing. There's a lot of good must-add hooks, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to if you're making the poison tails or even for this ultra minnow head. And then, and to be honest with you guys, I just, I keep playing around more and more with the victory hooks because there's some pretty beef and stout. Actually, what's in those now is I, I had bought. In uh, uh, in the ultra minnows or the swing heads, Lair? In the ultra minnows. I actually used their, um, I think it's like a 11876, I believe. Yeah, I, those are the victory hooks in those. It's so hard to see the paint jobs, guys. But you have to, you have to check. Just actually, don't even look at the paint. Look at those thread wraps. <laughs> look at that glass on that. I, I, I actually take time to do those uh, thread wraps, like, like I, I pride myself in that one. I'm not. Larry, black. have you seen? There's a guy on Instagram that I just recently started following or a Jig Squad account, and he, um, he, I think he's called Dead Reckoning, Dead Reckoning Bucktails. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, so guys, good. listen, you gotta look, you gotta look this guy up. His name's Dead Reckoning Bucktails. And I've actually reposted some of his stuff on Jig Squad. But he he'll tie his bucktails up and then at the end he'll put on like a 140 or 120 uh, a smaller thread size and he'll do some cool cross wraps and then he'll yeah. I call it glossing glossing the thread at the end, whether however you're sealing it, whether it's Sally Hansen's bone dry. Um uh it's just there's cool ways to jazz up your jig sometimes. Let's not miss that point because I know I wanted to talk about that too. So when you're when you are so you're tying up, you tie off on your jigs, and then what are you coating your your thread wraps with? I know the answer to this, but I want I want to tell other people because I I I think that it's um there's a lot of different people that use different products, and I think this is worth mentioning because no one else has talked about uh, this this particular product yet. Yeah, I uh, I have it, but go ahead. I use the Danville uh, flat wax, two ten. That's the yeah, thread you yeah. use, and then you um, coat it with what? I have Solarez, uh, bone dry. Bone dry. While right. I'm spinning it on the um, device, while I'm spinning it to get it evenly coated, then I hit it with the UV light, and that that bone dry doesn't really have no tackiness to it, so it just comes off, you know, shiny, real shiny. I mean, I'm pretty sure those ones are still shiny, right? right there yeah hey yeah. look at look at look at uh i think it's brian i don't it could be ben but i think it's brian on the fly tackle you tied on some of your jigs earlier this week swing swing yeah <laughs> um yeah, he's a good guy right there i'll tell you folks listen i so if you if you need to see um if you need to get a hold of larry ever you can get a hold of him on instagram larry is that the best way to get a hold of you um yeah, you do sell you do, or on Facebook, you do sell your jigs. Um, you know, I 
I've never done this, guys, and I'm not going to do it tonight, but I don't go over people's prices and all that kind of stuff. All I'll say is I think Larry's stuff is very, very reasonable for what it is. Um, so if you connect with them and you're looking for jigs, so be it. You know, um, Hopefully this is a learning experience tonight about you know encouraging you to try bucktail and stuff like that. Um, and so, Larry, let me ask you a question because we were further talking about it. So your head, so after you're done painting your heads, right? And I know people are going to want to talk about paint. We are going to talk about paint, everyone. I know some of you out there are dying just to talk about paint. What are you What are you finishing your heads with coat-wise? Are you coating them? Are you dipping them? Or are you only managing your adhesive you're using for your eyes? What how What's the What's the final step for for your finish on your heads? Well, after I'm painting it, like it already comes out. the 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 paint that I do it already comes out shiny. Okay. You know, like it just is, you know, and um, with the eyes, I actually, you know, I glue them down, right? But I coat them with with solarize, you know, okay. uh, the thin, the thin, and I put it on top for you know extra support. And plus, it it, it creates like a smooth finish on, on top the of the head or over the eye. You're saying, Lair? Over the eye, just the eye. Yep. I don't go over the head. I, I don't want to ruin the paint. Because there is a recession on most any jig that's going to have an eye socket, right? uh Once you put that eye in, guys, there's still a concaveness to it, even with that eye in there. And so when you use whatever material or or, um, uh, whether it be Sally Hansen's, I use Sally Hansen's a lot, bone dry, uh, any UV resin, whatever you're going to use, when you put that over the top of the eye, it spreads out and fills in the concave corners where the eye uh, the, the adhesive eye actually meets the concave end of the lead head or the painted head. So it's, it's a good way to adhere it. Just not, I, it just, it is what it is. You want it to last. If you're going to make a jig that has eyes on it, you want it to last. So slather the heck out of that sucker on the yeah, top. I had to figure that stuff out. Cause even with using like, you know, like any kind of epoxy underneath the eye, they were still yeah. falling off. Yes. And like, you know, I, I would get like when I first started, you know, selling them, I would get, you know, messages like, hey, my eye fell off, you know, like, I like, yeah, you know, sometimes that happens, but I didn't want it to happen anymore. So I, I try to figure out something else. And I just I was like, you know, I'm a UV. I actually like I actually UV the whole head at first, like or, or actually resin the whole head at first. And it just it just didn't come out how I wanted it, even with spinning it and it just wasn't right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do the eye because that's the main part that's falling off. I mean, the painting falling off. <laughs> so I just did the eye and it came out great. All right. Let's, like- all right. Let's talk about this. So, um, you know, so here I, I want to talk about this. And this isn't specifically just about your head painting, uh, your specific head painting technique. Um, so one of the things that I used to find when I would use, uh, let's say, a multicolored head. So let's say just just typical standard standard painting. Let's say I would dip, I would dip, I would coat the whole head, whether you're using a fluid bed or just the um, uh, the can. Um, and then let's say I was going to tap on a separate color, or I was going to dip. I, I don't like dipping separate second colors. I, I like to tap on second colors. One of the things that I've been doing for a long time, since way back in the day, and I don't do it as much now because I'm not doing as many two tones. I like I have a whole new adventure. I want I want to get an airbrushing heads a little bit. I but I need to get to the summer to have some more time. But one of the things that I would do is I when I I would slather the whole head with Sally Hansen's, and what would happen is it would start to eat the paint. Now this is a good thing, and I would make sure that my you have to limit your brush strokes. 
right? When you code an entire head. But when I knew I was on the transition area between where I, I tapped on with a paintbrush um, paint, I would make sure that I went over that area. And so it would blend the paint a little bit, help with what visually was the transition, right? Um, and I knew I had to do that. So I actually, you know, it's a technique that you have to learn all in of itself, right? Um, right. But you can't do that with your, well, actually, it just depends, I guess, what, what, what you're doing. You couldn't technically do the same thing I'm saying with what you're doing with your paint technique because it would start to overblend the design patterns that were created because of your paint technique. Would you agree right. with that? Yes, I do, because I, I don't want to take away from the little the patterns inside there. You know, like um, I, I've used Sally Hansen only on just the line when I first started. On the yeah. timeline, never actually used it on the whole, the head part itself. On single colors, it works great, right? right? On single colors, or like I said, back in the day when I was trying to blend that transitional end, but now I, you know, I'm kind of moving on and trying new things, right? So like, I, I don't know if I would, I would do that um, as much. I, for a lot, a long time, you know what I would also do, Larry? And I, I've said this before, if I'm making jigs for the river, and stuff like that where i'm going to be putting plastics on the back end of it and maybe it's not the freestyle head it's just a regular round ball head which is one of my favorite jigs i will take the sally hansons and i will coat the head um after painting them and not even bake them i'll dip i'll put them over the heat gun again i'll leave them on longer on the heat gun give them more time and then um and i might even go back over it with the heat gun sometimes not not too much anymore because usually what i'll do is one, I, I don't even care. I don't need, if I heat, I, if I heat my jig heads that I'm using for plastics, I don't need to, I don't need to bake them in the oven. That's just how I do things, right? And I, if I say, if I feel like I do, then I'll go and throw Sally Hansen on them and I'm done. I don't need to wait and stack them all up in the oven. I do bake in the oven sometimes, but it's all, it's all about what you prefer. If I was selling jigs, to be honest with you, everything would change, right? But I don't sell jigs, right? right. So, I mean, let's let's talk about this because you know it's, you know, you know everyone wants some of the juice on some of this, right? So, yeah. you and, and guys, listen, I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a farm to buy by the time this show's over tonight and be able to go off and start a uh, Larry Hadley uh, jig head painting factory, <laughs> but you right. are gonna get a few uh, little bonus tips on how to get started. So let let's talk about. Just getting started. If you want to create a different level of jig design, if you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, I try and hold this up, but it doesn't. Hold on. Let me see if I if I block the light a little bit. Let's see. You can see the heads. You you really have to go on Instagram. I'm trying to block the light with my other hand. Um, you have to go on Instagram and you have to look at the head designs. And Larry, I don't know how your light is. If you got any in front of you, but basically, the head design pretty much looks like. Um, something that would have been hydro dipped but it's not hydro dipped okay it is a technique created with powder paint and larry's going to talk to the extent that he feels comfortable talking about this tonight um and and go ahead Larry. the full the floor is yours showing let me make Uh, you big here buddy i don't know if that's it doesn't oh there you go a little bit of an angle right yeah that one i haven't even put out yet I call that powdered donut. <laughs> it looks freaking delor. Oh, yeah, juicy. Yeah, got the other one. 
That that green one's the one I like, Blair. There you go. That looks good. The look of the Irish right there. That's the one. That's this one right here, my man. I, I love that head. I don't yeah. know if it's gonna get a focus. No, maybe not. Yeah. So listen, I'm like, um, it's it's kind of hard for me to, to to pump out the secrets, you know, like, um, because it is, you know, my second livelihood kind of thing, you know, and right, but, and you and you shouldn't like, have to. You don't have to spill all the beans. It shouldn't yeah, happen. I'm, I'm, you know, like, but fishing is all about learning. You know, and it's all about, you know, like I've, you know, I would feel weird not to put out a little bit of it because I do ask questions as well to other people. And they don't have to tell me their secrets. You know, I mean, I never about painting because this painting is something that, you know, I experimented from day one with. Actually, I'm going to tell you, uh, I found it out by accident. Okay. Like, how I did this paint. It was by, it was all by accident. I was like. I was just, um, I was just dipping. I was like on autopilot. I had like a big order and, and I was just dipping. I used fluid beds and dipping and going back and forth. And I actually dipped in the wrong one at first. And I was like, oh man, let me dip it back in here and then back. And then when I did it and I put it back on the heat, I saw it spread. And I was like, whoa, can I do that again? And I did it again and I was like, whoa. This looks awesome. I, I totally forgot about all those other jigs I just painted on autopilot. And I was like, oh, you know, forget those. I threw them in the bucket. I have a big bucket. And let's talk about this because this, this, this is what I want everyone to hear that what he is about to say is the most important thing of this whole entire thing. Go ahead, Lair. Yeah, I have um, a five gallon bucket in my garage where, where I paint and it's full of, you know, jigs that I painted that didn't come out the way I wanted it to come out, you know, like, um, you know, with the patterns, the cool patterns and stuff like that. I have experimented with, I, I think I have over, there's probably like 400 to 500 jigs in there, hooks and all, you know, this wasted In the money. bucket. In the bucket. Just Dead reckoning. Yeah, the bucket. Like, yeah, yep. Davy Jones locker right there. I, Davy like, Jones I, I, locker. Yeah, like it's just it's just sitting there and like you know I'm waiting for the day that I'm gonna actually melt it all down because that paint and that that stuff smells when you when you burn it back down and hopefully I could try to retrieve the hooks because you know there's a lot in there and you know it's trial and error you know like I, I'll put it out there you know like um, I'm not gonna give you all of it but it is you know Protect powder paint is. There's three things that they they carry that will do that effect, and those are the the mines. That's what I'm gonna say. The mines, all three of the mines: the silver mine, the gold mine, and the copper mine. Now, there's techniques to on how you do it. You just, it, I mean, I can't give away those techniques because it's hard to explain. First off, sure. and it's it's an actual process for what I do to make it so evenly distributed. Like, cause you can, you know, throw it on the heat real quick and it'll spread like, you know, like a wildfire and you don't want it. Like, I don't want it to do it. I mean, it looks good on other people's jigs that have been testing it out as well, but I don't want that. I want it to almost emulate like uh fish scales, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Almost, you know what I mean? And the only, and, and let me, let me say this too. 
the only way that happens is by trying different things. Guys, let, let me, the, the reason this is okay, <clears throat> Larry and I have been talking for a while. Um, and I, Larry and I have never met in person, but we've talked, we've chatted back and forth for a long time, right? And I consider him a friend, right? And the, the crazy part about this is I held, Larry knows this, I held off for a long time and try uh, about getting him on. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was one show where I had said, um, people, somehow I think you're, the paint technique came up, Larry, right? And I, I had said, I go, ask Larry Hadley. He's in chat right now. I have never once asked no. him how he did this. No. And to this day, I still haven't. But like any everyone else, you have to figure things out. Now, I'm going to tell you, I am not trying to replicate this technique. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't have the time. <laughs> and right. And the thing is, just think, this is what I want you to think about. This is the only thing. This is the only thing Kuda can add to this about this paint technique is simply this. One, you got three ingredients that are foundation for a lot of this. He just told you. But past that, past that, if you look at his jig, hold on, look at I'm going to pull this one up right now because orange is like probably one of my favorite colors. I'm looking. I've got one, two, three. For sure, I have three colors on this one. I know I've got. I know I've got at least three on this one. There's some that have four or five or more, right? And, oh, by the way, I don't know if I, I held that one up with a little bit of feathers hanging on the back end. Look at that delightfulness. So the point is this one's got one, two, three. It's a minimum of three colors. That one has five. That one has five? I'm, like, blinded by my own, like, ring light right now. That was, yeah, that one has five. Five. So, guys, listen. You don't get five paints on a head unless you do something five times. So imagine imagine most standard locks. Most standard locks are combinations like the old bike chains. They'll have four, four little rollers on there. You got four combos. This has four or five. You have to do it in the right order, the right time, the right temperature. This is why the five-gallon bucket topic, Davy Jones Locker, is the yeah. probably one of the most important things of this whole thing. Um, it's very cool. And those people that really put in the time will start to learn techniques that replicate this sometimes. But the thing is, it's just, it is a process. And I think that's, I think Larry and I had talked about this beforehand. Like that, right, Larry? That's one of the big yeah. things. You you have to know that you, you're not going to be able to do it consistently unless you put in the time to learn. And Larry's not here tonight to go and tell everyone what that is, right? But he's he's got he's given many people a starting point, if that makes any sense. Yeah, there's you know? there's a couple guys out there that are actually doing a pretty good job with it, you know, like and they're doing and they never even asked me that once. So they're they're experimenting too. So you know, I mean, like um, like yeah, like uh, like trip like. Like Trip has never asked me not once. He has never asked me once, but he's doing a good, like a great job with him on his heads. You know what I mean? Like, um, but we have never talked about how I did my paint. You know, like, and he's been doing it. I've never even spoken to um, uh, what is his name? Uh, we talked about him before. Uh, Jim Jungle Jim. Never Jungle spoke. Jim. Yep, that's yeah, another one. He, he makes them as well. And his looks great too. And Jim. You know? And Jim. I'll be honest with you, Jungle Jim figured out how to do that on his own too. 
And guys, yeah. listen, as you're listening to this, I'm not going to lead you to the promised land. If you hear the name Jungle Jim, you need to figure out who Jungle Jim is or where he's at. He's online on social media, right? That's yeah. all I'll say. Um, and you can learn things from people. And I'm going to tell you something because he's in chat and you guys know I like to do this. So Trippy Sticks, I have his little comment highlighted. Trippy Sticks, um, he makes crappie jigs, right? Some awesome crappie jigs. But he also dabbles in making bass jigs. But I'm going to tell you something. He's learning to do some real cool paint techniques. Phenomenal designer. Um, I I love him to death. Uh, he's a he's a person that I'm hopeful to have on the show. Uh, he I have invited him. He's working on some moving things and Wi-Fi things. But he's a great dude. And I'm real excited to have him on. But here's the highlight. You got a guy like Trippy Sticks in chat that's working on this paint technique. And he's a crappie jig maker, right? And then you got my my mug sitting in the suburbs of Chicago, born and raised in the city, though, right? And then you got Larry fishing for flounder down in Texas. Guys, this is what our community is all about, right? So um, it's a good starting point, you know. And Larry, let me let me ask this. So you mentioned the three things, right? Protec, silver, gold, copper mine. Those are one component, and obviously there's color in them, so people should be able to go and try and figure out other components and figure out where to go. I just want to say, all of your technique is all powder paint. All powder paint. All powder paint. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I want you to know that I didn't believe him when he first told me that. What, almost a year ago? About a year ago. First question I asked him, I sent him a message. I go, man, those jigs are great. I go, are you hydro dipping them? He's like, I'm not hydro dipping them. And then we got to talking about powder paint and everything else. But that was like early on in our our friendship, right? Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, there. I will say this: it's inspiring. There, let's do a little. Let's do a little in between here for a second, and then I want to yeah. get back to more jig making because some people you guys have been on for a little bit, right? And I made a comment about a surprise, right, and a little unveiling. So. I'm kind of excited about this, and I thought this was the time to do it, and I'll tell you why, because Larry knows about some things that I'm about to talk about, right? Um, because I was throwing some things his way, and he got to see a few things. So the reality is uh, there are there are some st- – I'm going to talk about how this is going to – some things are going to go going forward, but then also about I have I have a few stickers that are in production right now as we speak. Um, like I'm not talking, I'm producing, they're my designs, all my stickers, there will be more, all my stickers are going to be my design. Some of you may have seen one that came out on my Instagram story. This is totally different than that Instagram story design. I'll show that tonight, but that will be coming, but there are other stickers in production. I'm going to show, show two of them to you tonight. Um, and basically Larry, Larry, let me ask you a question. So I have more than two stickers. Larry's seen more than two. Larry, how how do the other stickers look that you've seen? Man, there's that one. I'm not gonna I'm gonna let you do it, but that one <laughs> is amazing. The one you sent me the other day. The one that I said might be a magnet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing, man. I tell you that that thing is so cool. Like I, I would rock it all the time. Like there is some cool I'll stuff coming. I'm not even gonna lie, if it's a magnet, I'll throw it on the side <laughs> of the truck. I, I would. All right, guys. It was good because Larry, because Larry and I were talking about this a little bit. So this is why. So I wound up showing Larry some of my designs I've been working on. So I'm going to show you two in a second. But I want to talk about this for a minute 
and I want you guys to hear this from me of what I've been thinking. So, you know, as things move along with Jake Squad, I've been given a lot of thought because, you know, like that thousand thousand subscriber thing is like a, a big milestone on YouTube, right? That's when a lot of things change, right? Probably after the show tonight, I'll hit the requirement for, um, you know, 4,000 watch hours and all these other things, but whatever, you know, but that thousand subscriber thing, a lot of things start to change as well. Um, and what it is, is I move towards that, you know, they start talking about things like um, uh, subscribers. You can have subscribers to your channel, membership, monthly membership fees, uh, all these different things. And I know I have a lot of friends in the YouTube scene that do these different things and maybe do an extra stream and have channel memberships and you get different badges next to your name. And I thought about all these things and I said, I, I want to, um, I basically want to be able to earn a few dollars because I'm, I'm in a, I'm by, I'm in my wife's station right here. This is like my wife's area. Right. And I, I put this fish behind me up here every single show. I take down the pictures behind here and I put my fish up. <laughs> I, I, I'm creating another area for myself. Um, this is my wife's microphone for voiceovers. I basically, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wind up wanting a new microphone. I have my lights already. I'd like to update lights and things, but there's things that there's some costs associated with me running jig squad. Right. And I don't have sponsors that pay for anything. Right. Um, yeah, I, you guys know that I work with Dua Molds um, is, for myself. They obviously are tremendously supportive of Jig Squad, and I can't thank them enough. But the thing is, I decided that there, I do want to generate a few dollars to help put back into Jig Squad and do different things. And I decided that the way I'm going to do it is, um, is I want to give things to people, right? And so I decided that you know, I, you guys see the thumbnails I make. I take a lot of pride in my thumbnails in my designs and so i decided i'm going to make stickers um and basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to put two two packs of stickers out and and you know whatever it's going to change depending on what they cost if i change the size up and different things like that but you know let's say i think the first one i'm coming out with i don't know if i'm charging eight bucks shipped or ten dollars shipped it's a two stickers um but every every once in a while i'm going to come up with these two pack stickers so um i figure Everyone's talking about it. They want stickers. I probably have about eight to 10 designs created already. Um, and I'm going to ease into it. We're going to wait till I get to the summer, but I do have some coming right away. So I'm going to, let me see if I could do this. I want to show you guys. So you see this right now. Um, all right, let's go share, share screen. I got to pick the tab. All right. So this, this is the original. This is kind of real plain, simple, by the way, this is not the logo. I, my, I have somebody, uh, a graphic designer is working on the logo, which is going to be coming soon too. But these are just stickers I've designed myself. This one's a little simple. The second one, I hope, I really hope everyone likes. Well, let me, I'm going to share this one with you. If you guys could see, let me click back. So this first one, this is going to be the first sticker. Um, I think it's going to be like a three inch sticker. I'm going to change the sizes up and make some of the future ones a little bit bigger. Um, but anyway, that's the first sticker. Pretty cool. It's got this greenish grayish color. Pretty simple. And then let me see. Here's this is the one I think everyone's going to really like. Let me do this one. And then this is going to be the second sticker in the first sticker pack that I'm going to put out. Oh, let me go share screen. Chrome tab. Yeah, Clint. Exactly. That was my goal. I just I wanted to make something clean. Now here's the one. 
I really like this one. Yeah, that one's amazing. That, that one's dope. I wish you could see it a little bigger. I don't know what it looks like on your screen, but, you know, it's got the little treasure chest on the side. Uh, set the hook with a little Captain Hook thing underneath it. Like I said, all my design. Hey, it is what it is. It's not going to be a square sticker. It is a circular sticker as well, well with that real light blue uh, border. But that's it. That's that's going to be the first sticker two-pack. And so, um, and like I said, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to do two-packs. It just makes sense to me. I can release two stickers at a time. And, um, and you know, it doesn't break the bank for people. It's, it's, uh, it's your way of having Jig Squad uh, stickers. Maybe we'll work on hats someday. But the reality is this is a way to kind of support the channel. And, and it doesn't cost a lot, and you get something out of it, right? And it's not a live stream or something or a channel membership. It's you actually, you know, it's stickers, right? And so um, it's not going to hurt anyone's bank account because it's going to be cheap. You know, like I said, this first one, I, I don't know what I'm going to go yet. I think it's either going to be eight. It might, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go eight bucks on it. But depending on what I get the stickers for, how many I get, that changes everything, right? So um, Marvin likes number two. So this is this is it guys this is kind of how i decided that i'm gonna try and generate a few dollars to help put back in the jig squad and do these sticker packs and you know i know it's um you probably probably could do it cheaper but at the end of the day if if i make a couple of bucks and i you know i may have my son help with putting the mailer together i'm gonna have a little insert in there so they don't get bent and you know like i said i just i'm working on it um yeah anthony says it's a great hat logo so yeah you know guys Anything could happen down the line, you know, like the big thing is my sister um, is a graphic designer. She's working on the logo for me. I, w I wasn't sure. I thought that I was going to say I was coming out with a sticker pack and I wasn't going to tell you guys what they were until they came out. Right. Or say you have to order them and find out what they were. I just said, you know what? Everyone's been asking about it. I'm finally just going to put these out there. There are some other cool ones that Larry's seen that he's really excited about. But this first sticker pack is going to be those two that I just showed you. So, um, and like I said, it's a few bucks. It's a way to support the channel. Um, like other things that'll come up, like StreamYard. In the upper right-hand corner, it has this little StreamYard logo. You know, it's an, you know, I don't have a paid membership with StreamYard. If you have a paid membership with StreamYard, that comes off. Little things like that give you more opportunity to do, do more things with Jig Squad. And so, you know, I'd like for Jig Squad to expand a little bit as we move along and this is my way of making sure you get something out of it that's a little bit different what about magnets what larry knows what it is but there's a real cool one that i want to make a magnet out of would you guys what do you guys think magnets are no i don't think a lot of people are putting magnets out there stickers are cool there'll be stickers and there'll also be um there's one magnet i want to make for sure so i thought something a little different so uh people can uh, experience some different things so anyway guys that's that's my intention. And the best part is you don't have to buy it. There's no requirement. It's not going to change Jig Squad. The entirety of the show is minimally going to be, I'm going to try and do two shows a month, right? We're going every other week now. Maybe during the winter we can change it up and add some more in depending. But anyway, Larry saw these, so I at least wanted Larry. To, I thought, yeah. well, Larry's here. This kind of makes sense that I'm going to bring this up with him here. And you know what it is? Larry likes pirates. Yeah, He likes pirates too. And a couple of these have pirate themes. <laughs> yeah, in the background there, Larry's got here. Yeah, you see pirate. in the upper right there the pirate ship, guys. Yeah. This guy. That's actual a puzzle. 
Very cool. Yeah. I love that's the Queen's Anne's Revenge. I love like the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like my favorite show. That's why I was uh laughing when uh you had posted the the thing on uh, Instagram with the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. I put that on for you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey. I laughed because I go, it's a great theme. So anyway, but you that's know, you know funny. I was gonna actually before I named it Anglor, I yeah. was gonna name Davy Jones Locker. And the reason behind that was is because I was actually where I was getting my lead was actually catching my lead. Like hitting yeah. hitting a snag and pulling mm-hmm. a flat lead. And that's what it actually was melting down at first. You know what I mean? Like was lead that I had caught. I would save it and I would put it in a bucket. And then, you know, when I bought the the lead pour and all that stuff, I put it all in there. I mean, it smoked like yeah. hell, but the, you know the barnacles, but that's how I started. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call it Davy Jones Locker because I'm, I'm taking it from the bottom of the sea. You know, like yeah, that's but, great. Yeah, but that is I, great. I decided not to go that way because I didn't think too many people knew what Davy Jones Locker is. You know, so right. Yeah. You know the thing is, I, sometimes you know I I learned this a long time ago. There's times where like I'll I like even just making designs like. I I made, I made one the other day, and like my my kids and the wifey are like the the test market. I have a good buddy at work. He's he's uh he's Jig Squad Pat. I'm gonna call him. He I I ask people. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? You know, and they um and like I I'm like, wow, this one looks great. And then and I ask something. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that one. And I'm like, what? What's wrong? I said this looks great. But the thing is, I mean, I think it's good to. You know, it, it, you get that feedback from people. So I don't know, guys. I I love the design element of things. Like I come from a design background. You know, my family, my mom, my younger sister, even my older sister are all involved in the design world. So um, I have a little bit of, hopefully, a little bit of skill in me, right? So, but anyway, this is this is my way. This is what I've decided upon that I'm going to do with Jig Squad to kind of generate a few bucks and. Um, and I, I like it because I think it's given back to you guys and allows me to be creative and, and, and make some cool designs. So, all right, listen, back to Jig Talk. All right, so, all right, so we've talked about the paints a little bit. And, right. and so, um, I, you know, I'm not going to be a dead horse about the paints. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I, that's a starting point, and that's, that's where you go. But talk to me about um, bucktails. Where, where do you, what are you using? What other materials are you using besides bucktail there? Uh, mainly, like when I do the bucktails, you know, I, you, you got one of my feathered ones. Yeah, and those are, um, pretty much mainly, I use those. Uh, I sell those ones for sight casters. Okay, sight casting fish. Sure. Um, it gives it you know more of that. It, it actually flares out once it hits, it hits in the water. Yeah. It, it, people love it for cobia. Yeah, all these um, Lair, all the ones you're tying to have a. Oh God! Let's see if I can do it. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't do a good I tied job. in a hook keeper and um, yeah. Oh, um, uh, a guy that guy's actually in chat is a guy named Marvin. Um, okay. He actually recommended me putting those in because, uh, like me, I, I I use gulp Berkeley gulp, and you know that that and the fish in the Chesapeake Bay they they. They tear up everything. They got bluefish that tear up everything. Yes. And, and, you know, it snags that trailer. And 
he was like, hey, you know, it's sliding down. Like, is there a way you could put in a hook keeper or a bait keeper? Sure. You know, at first I was actually taking a little drill and drilling a little hole in the back of the cone. And then gluing it? Yeah, and, you know, epoxying it in there. But, you know, I can actually, with you know, with some force, I could pull it out. You know what I mean? So Sure. Yeah, with that one, I actually, you know, I actually tie that on. Okay. And epoxy it and then uv resin over it if you, you can see that so, so funny it's it's interesting you said it because like i i purposely didn't want to you know smash all the bucktail down so much to see exactly how you did that but i like the fact that that wire keeper is in there right and so and you know who you know who i learned this from not that this was like any big secret but brian cole from brian's custom tackle he he tires wire keepers in on a lot of jigs and then and then I'll, and then all of a sudden all these other jig makers that are come on I start seeing them more and more tying them in. There's a lot of guys like um, that started, you know, modifying their molds a little bit to get the wire keeper in. So it seems to be like the hot thing. Let me ask you a question. What what are some preferred um, trailers that you're using for yourself in the saw? What are you fishing for? I mean, flounder, you're probably catching reds, all that type of stuff off the um, the piers and the, and the um, jetties, yeah. right? Well, so what what are you putting trailers on yours or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm a firm believer of Berkeley Gold. I I just I just love it. You know, what I mean like I you know, I was started off with like Zoom, you know, the jerk sheds from like Zoom. Uh, yep. I think they call Super Fluke. Um Yep. And then like um the guy in chat Marvin, he put me onto this stuff called Gold. And yes. man, I, like, like the I, swimming I mullets? Are you just, talking like the swimming mullets? I use, I use them all. Like I love the swimming mullets. Like, swimming mullets probably my favorite to use on a freestyle head, like because I've been using a freestyle head a lot out here. Because I mean, you know, the round profile helps with the rocks. Like there's lots of jetties here in uh, down in Galveston where I go fishing. Yes. Um, so I use those uh, four inch uh, swimming mullets on the okay. back. Okay, the chartreuse or par white. You know, those are the main colors I use. I'll try. I'll dibble and dabble in the other colors, but my main one would be the chartreuse or the swimming mullet. Now they got this new one they came out with like just like last year. It's like a paddle tail. It's a different type of paddle tail than they used to have. And man, this yeah. thing, I don't think I have any on me, but man, I tell you, that's like the best thing. And they got this one called Pogi. Mm-hmm. And uh, those right there is what I use mainly on those those jigs. I, you know, it's funny, Larry, because I, the one I love the most is that four inch uh, gulp swimming mullet, which for anyone that doesn't know what a gulp swimming mullet is, you think that it would be a paddle tail. It's not. It's a curly tail, yeah. right? And a grub. And um, it, um, I, I love it. I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, and interesting, you said the freestyle head because if, if I was throwing um, hair jigs when I was down in Florida last, was it last summer? Yeah. Um, hair jigs, and then the other thing is, I was throwing them on that freestyle head, just the free, just the uh, swimming mullets themselves, and then I was cheating even more. Like what I did is, I would take a little piece of fish bites and cut yeah. off a little square and piece it on the hook in the end, yeah. and I'd retrieve that sucker, pop and snook off the beach, and we then the I, I caught a tarpon on it. <laughs> I caught a tarpon on it. I, I'd go down to the dock at night. And I'd go down there about nine, ten o'clock at night, fish for an hour or so, and I'd I'd catch mangroves, um, speckled trout, ladyfish, snook, and I got a baby tarpon 
all all on a freestyle jig with the golf, man. Yeah, you know, it's like you can't you uh, can't go wrong. It's probably becoming my most favorite um jig, honestly, is that freestyle. There's so much yeah. like I could do with that and and they're actually easy to make. Besides my fat fingers trying to put in the hook keeper and yeah. that thing. I, <laughs> I want to say I want to say something too, Larry. So, portionally on your on your um, bucktails, I just uh-huh. want to talk for a second about uh, portionally, like how much material you're using, which is like it's it's just a very it's in that perfect amount range, right? Which whatever that is, it's probably different for different people, um, but it's just it's just tied really it's really well balanced some guys like i i personally think like the more northeast guys and i could be wrong so if you're a northeast striper fisherman and i'm offending you then i apologize but a lot sometimes they really just throw a mops amount of bucktail on their jigs up north right and um and like i i kind of like the a little more like you're 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 literally like at a perfect amount and it kind of, it's funny because it reminds me a lot of the walleye guys up north right of how much they use which even to be honest with you even use less than you have in some of yours right in a lot of different ways um depends on who the designer is like i know my buddy who makes walleye jigs um at least for around here in the rivers that we fish in north in the northern half of illinois um mm-hmm. for walleye you know, he uses a, sp- a sparser amount of hair. And then, um, you know, it's just it's just interesting to see the different design elements. But, guys, listen, the cool thing about bucktails, right, and even if you're not tying them, let's say you're just buying them, right, there's a lot of good designers out there. Like Larry, Larry makes some phenomenal ones. Uh, On the Fly makes some. A lot of guys, there's, there's just guys, look at the Instagram. <laughs> Anyone you see of me posting bucktails, look at their stuff. They, they all sell. And they all make some phenomenal stuff. If you're not going to tie them yourself, and they, you guys, they, I, I have friends that use them in the January and February j- vertical jigging for uh, walleye and rivers and holes, and right. And so, and, th- and they'll use them on the Great Lakes and they'll use them in saltwater. And guys, I can't tell you, listen, I, if you go on vacation with your family and you've ever gone near a beach, whether it be <laughs> the ocean or the Gulf, I could tell you. Uh, I could tell you stories about fishing uh, out of a boat, out of a boat, ironically enough, down outside of Fort Myers, throwing three eighth ounce bucktails from the boat. It, this is this is how I was taught to fish bucktails on off the beach. No, this is no joke. The first time I ever fished bucktails off the beach, the guy we were with, he says, uh, throw it up on the sand. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, throw it up on the sand. So we're in the boat. We're just, we're not even, maybe we're out by the first sandbar at best, right? Throw it up on the beach. Okay. You throw it on the beach. I got to tell you, that thing, you could stick your toe in the water at the beach where the wash comes up. And when that bucktail hit the wash, there were snook and fish just pounding it. So if you go on vacation anywhere and you bring a two-piece rod, medium action rod, a medium heavy action spinning rod, and you should have bucktails, and you should bring them on vacation with you, and you should fish them off the beach. That and Berkeley gulps and regular ballhead jigs, and you'll catch fish. So if that does that for you on vacation in the salt, even if you're not a salt, we're a regular saltwater fisherman, you should learn how to use these things for freshwater because the application is tremendous. Um, and let's see. Hold on. Freestyle. Do you have any freestyle in front of you right now? Um. 
because otherwise I can I, I would have to go in the basement and grab a box and I kind of we don't have a co-host I don't want to leave on Larry I'd have to have him talk for a while on his own I don't have any uh right now. Keith Keith listen if you go um oh my gosh I wish I had a freestyle up here I don't so somebody just described it, Keith. If you go and look on the Jig Squad page, you'll see old pictures of freestyle heads. So, Keith, what a freestyle head looks like, somebody just said, imagine like an aspirin head. Or or better yet, let's just say a ball head jig, a round ball head jig where the sides have a concave eye socket, and then there's a three-dimensional eye. Um, you'll send Larry a PM. Great. Perfect. Um, are you Keith, are you on Instagram, buddy? Or one of us will send you a pic. You'll get an idea, buddy. Um, but it's just basically it's like a ball head jig with a, a smushed inside, right? And and uh and that's what the jig that's what a freestyle jig looks like. Um, like an aspirin head, very much like an old aspirin head. So, Lair, he's gonna send a a message to us on Instagram. Okay, cool. We'll be able to get it to him. Um, oh, it's I just a eye on it. Here you go. Let's see. So, Keith, does that give you an idea there, Bob? little concave, and that's where you drop the little eye um, in. So it's just a recession on, like, a ball head jig or it looks like an aspirin head. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's that that right there. I love throwing those for uh, flounder down here. So it's, it's fun. And a lot of um, those um, uh, weight fishermen love, love those. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this because this is the one. I don't know how. I don't know how I missed this. So on your Instagram page, I've seen uh, when you posted the manic mullets with UV on them and all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Some super cool manic mullets. And you guys, if you don't know what the manic mullet is, go look at Larry's page. Um, it's basically it's a mold. The manic mullet is a mold. It looks like it's a snooty head. If you remember the old snooty head jigs, to an extent. With a large eye socket. Yeah, hold wow. it up, Larry. Let's see. Let's make you big. That is a snooty head. Uh, excuse me, a manic mullet head. It looks Man. it looks similar. The head looks a little similar to the old snooty head, right? And but you make these um these shrimp jigs, and I've seen the manic mullet. I had the manic mullet. I made I remember when Do It Molds first came out with the smoke purple purple uh or protect came out with the smoke purple uh paint and i remember i made up a whole bunch of manic mullets in that smoke purple um and and i i just i've used the heck out of them they're great you can use them for a lot of different things in the salt in the fresh water they make they make a great head for a swim jig if you want to use them they my own opinion is they have uh for the freshwater guys they just have a beefier hook i forgot what the number is for the hook but the hook is beefier um and, and more than i use for many of my swim jigs so i use it in different applications but for the salt it's great but you're using the manic mullet head to tie what everyone's calling your shrimp shrimp jigs do you have any made up um i i want you to show this jig you know keith it's interesting you say that first one i have made actually i i save all the first ones i make and um Oh yeah, so you see the shrimp eyes on the back, guys. That what that's what makes everything a shrimp jig, right? Yeah. But I show the head those. a little bit, Lair. Oh. You'll see the head. Yeah. So, 
it's a fantastic head. You can it's pretty diverse. You can use for a lot of different things. But I I'm really excited about that jig. I kind of want to. I'm going to order some of those from you, the shrimp jigs, because I just I never tied I never tied with the manic mullet. I just kind of like the fact that you did, and you and it it does make sense to me as like a shrimp jig. Like I can see that. Actually, you remember I was I, I made the comment to you, I like I actually see that as working for like when we go down to Texas sometime or for the very reasons you use it on the yeah, piers like, or on the like jetties. One of the, the main like live baits down here is live shrimp. Right. So it, like they you know everything eats live shrimp down here, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Look at this. Look what uh oh so two comments here. Let's let's get yeah. so get get your fish on. So this guy Guys, if you haven't checked out Get Your Fish On's um, YouTube page, he's a fantastic dude. Tremendous experience in the fishing industry, and you, you just have to go and watch. He's a he's a down earth guy. He's funny. He's witty. Um, he does a lot of a lot of streaming on other people's shows and helping out in their shows, co hosting. But he's he's been tremendously valuable to the fishing industry, and he's involved. He's been involved with a lot of companies. Um, he's, he's been connected with, um, Patrick, Patrick Sabeel. Uh, and if you don't know who Patrick Sabeel is the guy that, you know, brought out the spool tech brand, which is huge in the saltwater game, but his, his brand on Instagram and is called the band of anglers. He's bringing in ocean born, all these different brands of his Patrick Sabeel. This guy has had like, a, I don't know, a hundred plus IGFA world records. Get your fish on his good buddies with him. He's just a great guy. You need to check him out. He's tremendously knowledgeable, and I like him even more because he just said, he goes, that jig would slay bonefish, and that is so true. And and I have it in my head that I would like to fish for bonefish with a jig like that. It just kind of has that um, – I don't know why. You, Larry, you know what I have in my head? I, I want to see that manic mullet head almost with more of the flat-styled um, uh, crab – crab ties with a little thicker bodied um I, i'm gonna mess around with it but i that thing's got bonefish written all over it too i agree in the surf clint sand yeah this is gonna work in the in the surf <coughs> what's what's key say larry is that shrimp jig head the same is the two old jig heads that he he got from you what did you call them snooty head no you know? those those are manic mullet those are the manic mullet heads and actually, guys, listen, you got to understand, too, on this manic mullet mode, a two-odd, I mean, do you got mustads in there, Lair? Is that the hook, yeah, that, whatever uh, it calls for? Yeah, I just, uh, those, that particular batch, yeah, that's those are mustads, the 32786. And I think, I think, I think maybe the victory, some of the new victories will fit in there, too. But I'm I, actually, yeah, I'm actually kind of leaning towards victory because they're pretty, they're pretty stout and sharp, almost I think a little bit more than must add, honestly. I I agree with you. And um, it's funny because I <laughs> I cut my teeth with the victory hooks that were more their 575 styles, the light wires. Right. But their heavier stuff, since I started, I actually, I didn't even start using their heavier wires of the mm -hmm. victory hooks until I started seeing guys posting flipping jigs and all these other jigs. Uh, Gary Sheets from 9K Elite Lures, he starts putting out, God, I don't know if it's a swim jig or a chatterbait with a victory hook on the back end. Like they're yeah. they're beefy hooks, but these hooks, um, you know, you put a two out in a manic mullet, and those hooks, whether it be the victory or the mustad, they're they're stout hooks. Yeah, they're, they are they're, not they are not uh, yeah. light wire hooks at all. 
Um, but interesting. I mean, it's just a different profile. It's a different jig. I feel it's a little more compressed. Uh, excuse me, compact, uh, meaning from the eyelet to the back round bend of the hook. It's not. Um, there's not a tremendous distance. So I don't know. It's just a different type of jig, guys. Some really cool stuff. All right, so Larry, let's talk about um, bucktail. So you you're a flounder guy, right? And yeah. how often are you using them? Or uh, let's just talk about other people too, besides you. Okay. Talk to me about the snook guys. Talk to me about the redfish guys. Are these guys trying to chase these things down? Because I know there's guys up north, and I don't want to say what type of fish, but they everyone likes some of your jigs, right? So that I don't care if it's walleye, smallmouth, um. But the snook guys and the redfish guys, that's what I want to hear about. What did, what do you guys have? Do you have that market of guys that are coming to, to get all these multicolored and diverse colored bucktails? Uh, down here uh, in Texas and Galveston, I have a few guys that, as a matter of fact, it's shrimp jigs. I'm not even lie. The shrimp bucktails that I'm making, they, they are all over. Um, there's another guy down here that makes something similar. Uh, and the, that's yeah, the manic yeah. mullet, your uh, shrimp one. Yeah, the manic mullet, the shrimp one. They they love those for um, uh, redfish up in the marshes. They go up in the marshes and they catch those uh, reds all day with them. And even it's spe- speckled trout as well. They love those. Those are like my big ticket item down here, that that one. Like I've yeah. made, I don't know how many of those. So it's a lot. And, you know. I make those eyes myself too. So like I just make that out of Hey, let's that. let's talk about that. So that's something that would be easy to explain to people. I I, I can at least explain what I know about it mm-hmm. and you can kind of add on whatever you think. But before before we do that, get your fish on saying, um, have you ever thought about the shrimp jig and put on a little scam from fish bites or something on them? Yeah, I could see that. I mean the yeah. fish bite stuff is killer across the board not just the strips they got those paddle tails or the what is it like the big bully or what do they call the their swim like their grub style oh they got well something fight right fight like, like fight club is fight club? yeah fight club i think i've seen it in walmart yeah they they got that fight i've never used it but I've, i love their their uh their their bloodworm stuff man and their clam i bet you that would work pretty good on the back of that um, shrimp or any of that, any of that brand. And guys, listen, I, I, I told you, I'm not sponsored by these guys, right? Fish bites and stuff. But I've talked to the fish bites guy before. They sent me some things for up here. And, um, you know, I don't know. Some other people may not. Well, I, I really don't care. I, I, I'm going to tell you something about fish bites. So if you're a tube fisherman, if anyone's paid attention or seen me around or heard me talk and be on other chats, and um, if you cut off a little piece of fish bites and put it in the back of your tube if you're a great lakes fisherman hold on you don't want to do it don't do it you think it's cheating fine i'm not fishing tournaments don't care but i'm going to tell you something shrimp bites shrimp flavor that's the one that's the one i use but it's fantastic stuff and you have a couple bags for yourself that you can bring on vacation with you when you you head down to if you're just a freshwater guy you can use it in the salt um, it catches everything. They come in long little strips. It looks like a strip of, of rolled up bubble gum, right? And uh, it's basically a mesh compressed. Yeah, like they, I don't know what to say. Like it just, it kills fish. 
Um, and you guys, I, I made the comment earlier. You guys saw me when I was down in Florida last summer. I was cutting little pieces off and putting on the back of my freestyle jig when I was swimming um, the swimming, the Berkeley Gulf swimming mullets. And I put strips of little pieces of fish bites on the back, too. It has hey. like a mesh lining inside of it, too, that helps it stay on. You know, that's, that's yeah. good it does and you know like get your fish on these saying they're amazing you you could go up to the um uh anywhere up the coast uh the pompano fishermen love fish bites everyone loves fish bites when i was in on the east coast in like folly beach outside of charleston and we were uh, uh surf fishing we were running double dropper rigs and i had fish bites on i caught shark bluefish whiting everything um so the, the point is, they, they make stuff for freshwater, too. And if you talk to the Fish Bites people, they'll tell you that like they would like to get more into the fit, um, freshwater world. But most of their world is focused on some catfish scents. But let's be honest, guys. Shrimp catches a lot of things. Shrimp, crayfish, these things aren't too different, right? Um, so just think of it that way. Um, let's see. What does, what does Trippy say here? He says, how well does that Sally Hansen's hold up in saw cuda? Uh Hold on. Let me let me go grab something. It's on the other side of the room. I want to show you something. Let me grab it. I think it's over here. If I can find it. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. All right. It's not there. I thought I was going to show you something. So last year, there was one jig that I, I purposely fished probably about six nights in a row. Freestyle jig a quarter ounce, and I was putting four-out Gamagatsu 604s in it and then putting four-inch swimming mullets, and I'm casting or, or, uh, the Berkeley gulps, and I'm swimming them at night, bouncing them off the dock, stuff like that. And um, and I caught so many mangroves on it, and I caught so many snook. I caught a baby tarpon on it. I was banging it off docks. I, I'd pull it out every single night because it was like, how many nights can I use this jig? <laughs> and um, and oh, then yeah. I, and I – I lost the eye off of it and a little bit of chipped on it. And I coated the whole head with Sally Hansen's. Like we were talking about the head coverings earlier, but I co coated the whole head because it was a white singular color. I'll, I'll put a post up of it sometime, but does it work? Yeah, it, it works. I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I don't bake the head sometimes. So does it work? Yeah, of course it does. It's Sally Hansen's. It works on everything. Yeah. I, I sent uh, Eric some <laughs> his, his care package. <laughs> Because I don't you use were, it, in, so I threw it in the box to be funny. <laughs> look at look at get your fish on. Just don't eat the bubble gum from the fish bites, isn't it? <laughs> if you were a kid, you'd look at it, you would think it was like a roll of gum that comes in those little rollers. Yeah, it's yeah. really what it looks like. I remember when it first came out, it was actually in like a small square package, not that that rectangular one. It was in yes. a small square yes. package when it first came out. And man, like um, back in Virginia, they got the they fish for spots yeah spot and they use those uh the fish bites the bloodworms one and yeah. man sometimes it outperforms like the, the actual bloodworm you know? it's crazy i mean you just have to be willing to try different things and see um chris mccloskey what's up buddy um you just got to be willing to try different things and like look at me talking about putting pieces of fish bites in the back end of the tubes when the when the fish bites guys heard that I was doing that, they got a guy that works for them that's using that technique in in Florida, and he's like, the guy I was talking to one of the owners, he's like, you gotta you gotta tell this. So he starts telling the other guy, and they're talking to me, and they wound up sending me some stuff to test for him, 
and try and play around with just because they knew I was a northern guy. And guys, listen, you want to be good to people in this industry, just talk to them, you know, have conversations, be genuine. You know, and people will try and share things with you and help you out a little bit, right? Um, it's just there's so many different ways to try different things and experiment with different things, and um, and just product wise, I mean, there's so much out there, right? And if you guys don't like what I talk about or what I use, fine, find find something that you do, right? Um, and, yeah, and there's so many different things that work, right? And I think that's the important thing, and um, I. I know everyone likes Larry because of his his real sexy heads that he makes here, <laughs> I, but I I like his thread wraps more. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, I don't know if you can see, but man, I would show you my little paint collection I got. I don't know if you can see. Anymore. Yeah, I'll I'll make you big. We should be able to potentially see a little bit here. Hold on, I can I make you full screen? I think I can. All right, you're you're big. You got the full screen now, Larry. Uh, I'll just slide this out. The sexy head, right? Isn't that great? I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, look at this! Oh, God! Somebody screenshot that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, I love it. Like I, I individually do every um fluid bit. Like, what do you? Are you? Do you have plastic? Um plastic taps on that or did you put metal no, that, that's the, the aluminum oh uh, yeah those are nice yeah. you, you know what it's funny you said that Larry, because what i wound up doing i actually um one of these you know what one of these shows i'm gonna bring it out um but what i did is i wound up uh making a bases that had um uh male male end threads and then i wound up making paint cups uh with female ends and um and i did that so i can screw them on and off over a, a basic head but i like the fact that you made them just like that you don't have to overcomplicate your fluid bed systems folks you know you can make them simple i i did make a few fancy ones with brass um some of the brass fittings a complete and total waste of time yeah <laughs> you, so you, waste my, my, it's a waste thing. of money and if you <laughs> if you want to have multiple systems the most efficient way that you can create a fluid bed is, is, is one, if you're buying pre-made ones, or two, if you're making your own. And you see Larry's. It's a two-part system. You know, I, do you have a cap on the bottom layer, or how do you got it sealed on the bottom? That's, that's how mine is. It's got that cap on the bottom. Yeah, real simple. Real simple, highly effective. I'm making some right now. So, yeah. Just a coupler with a two-inch cap coupler cap. Cap is that a cap on the bottom that you're using, Larry? Yeah, that's a cap that I put on there. Two-inch okay. cap. And so anyone two who's anyone who's curious about how to make a simple fluid bed, right? Two-inch coupler, uh, three-inch piece. Is that a three-inch piece of two-inch diameter PVC? Yeah. Three and a half. I went three and a half. Three and a half, a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and so basically you can make real simple, you could buy, you could get a 50 pack of the, um, of the little fittings that you would drill in with, um, online. And it's just, it's just, there's easier ways to do it. And if you ever have questions and you see guys like Larry, just ask questions, you know, guys will help you. Funny enough, I moved away from using my fluid beds and I just use the, um, the cans now and I leave 
my the famous jig squad technique is I leave a toothpick inside of the containers, and then I literally in between every dip because I'm not mass producing or making as many. Between every dip, I literally just stir the powder and I leave it in there. When I close it up, it, the toothpick's still in there, and I'm always ready to go. Um, yeah. And I don't have. I, I feel like I've gotten. I feel like I've. I have so much experience with it. I don't have to worry about. Um, you know, having problems with my paint. And um, and the other thing is I'm not painting multi-colors, but if you're going to do multiple colors, you certainly should be using fluid bed over the dipping technique. So, but it is yeah. nice. I like the little shop picks. It's kind of nice. And Larry's live right now, so it's even better. Yeah, uh, just like that. It's 60 different paints in there. I don't know. That's fantastic, buddy. Yeah, and I like, I store them inside because like here in Houston, it's so like humid. So I can't store them in the garage. It'll start to mess with the powder. I've noticed so, anyways. So Matt, well, two things. I think, it, I know your, your question can mean two things. So what does that do? All right, so I'll, I'll talk about the toothpick. So basically, <laughs> because the microns of the powder is so uh, small, right, that powder will compress. And so you'll hear some people that will tell you that you should take the paint can and shake it. And, and that, that only does part of it. It gets, it gets some of the compression um, from its sitting, from settling, uh, takes some of that away. But the reality is it, it's like it's, it's forcing it on one side of the can or the other. So the reality is it, it's counterintuitive. You think that you're loosening up, but you're really not to the extent that you should. So by stirring the toothpick in there, um, it agitates all the powder and fluffs it up, so to speak, right? And so that's what you want. You want your powder fluffy and a little more aerated. And it's the same concept as to why when you use a fluid bed, it aerates the, the paint, spreads out the microns of the paint. And so when you dip, you're getting a thinner coat. So when you use a fluid bed, you're always going to get a thinner coat because you've spread out the, the diameter of which the paint is in. Um, but my my technique for using a toothpick is to say that that's my way of aerating my paint. And you literally can feel the difference when you first start to go st stir it. You feel um, it's a little more it's not hard right to do, but it's 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 a little tougher to move through it. And then as you move it, it just feels like you're moving through air. And that's how you want it. You want it as fluffy as possible, um, gives you the most even paint distribution. Um, yeah. And, and listen, guys, another thing, if you're new to making jigs and you're painting your jigs and you're dipping them in cans, because most of you probably don't have a fluid bed if you're new at it. When you dip your paint, if it's smoking or if it gets all clotted up, you just got to change your count. The way I was taught to do it is you count. You hold mm -hmm. it under over your heat gun or heat source for a number of seconds. And then when you go and do it, if it's all caked up, you know something didn't right. Lower your heat, lower your count right lower how much time you're putting under heat one of the biggest problems is to why people get clumpy or gobbed up looking paint painted heads is because they put it on the heat their the jig the lead on the heat for too long and constantly you know turn it you know like you constantly have to turn it and change it angles heat right you can't just hold it in one source or even turn it i actually even tilt it to get the top part and um yep. But anyway, it's just simple, simple little techniques that can kind of help. And, you know, if you ever get started in this, you're doing it and you have questions, ask somebody and um, they're going to help you out. You know, um, Larry, like Larry's talking about, you know, what we've talked about earlier is about advanced painting. But 
to be honest with you, you just got to get the most simple of painting techniques down um, first to be happy and proud of the jigs that you make, right? Yeah. And um, don't worry about fancy, right? You don't have to get fancy. If you if you want fancy and you don't want to learn how to do it, you could buy jigs from Larry. <laughs> yeah. You could do that too. So I I actually, Larry, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't have the patience, I don't think, to learn the technique at this right. stage in my jig making. And, and plus, you know, like jig squads become, you know, so much more of a time thing for me too. I don't think that I... I when I when I have time to make jigs, I don't have the time to learn to master and conquer a whole nother technique. And that's why I'm so appreciative of the stuff you do. You know, um for anyone in chat, you guys see on the fly periodically, <clears throat> and you'll see um Brian post periodically, and he'll say, he's like, you know, you have to appreciate other jig makers um and possibly, you know, like if they make things that you don't make and you want it, you buy them from them. And it's funny because, like, Eric asked me one night about different jigs. I'm like, I don't buy jigs from other jig makers. Well, now there's a few people that I potentially would buy jigs from, right? Because they make something different than I make. Larry makes bucktail jigs that I can't possibly recreate, right? I could, I could make decent bucktails, but I can't make things super cool like this, like Larry's. John's Jigs, he's another guy. He makes some crazy – he used some crazy fly tying techniques – to, on some of his jigs that are just phenomenal. And so you just got to appreciate the designs that other people put out, you know. And, Larry, you're, you're experimenting with some of the freshwater stuff. So talk to me more about that a little bit more because I think I cut you off a little more or earlier when we were starting to talk about that. Yeah, that's all good. Um, no, like, uh, you know, just being part of Jig Squad and, and, and seeing everything you post, it just, like, I'm like looking at this stuff and I'm like, man, that stuff looks cool, you know, like, cause you know, I'm not, never really freshwater all that much, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, of course, that's sure. mainly what I did. But um, just being like seeing the stuff that you post and seeing the creativity behind it, it just, it made me want to, you know, to take on it as well to sure. see what I could bring to the freshwater world too. And, and Hey man, like, you know what? What does they say? Like only three percent of the the country is on salt. You know, like, with salt water. You know, sure. Like, so in the rest are in the middle. So you know, and and a lot of guys that I work with, they're all freshwater fishermen, and believe it or not, and you know, and they're like, hey man, why, why don't you ever make any, you know, some bass jigs for me? I'm like, I can eventually. You know, like I just want to pump. You know, I'm known for my salt stuff. You know, what I mean, like, you know, that, that that's another thing that like we talked about before is like you can't be scared to try something new. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, I agree. And, you know, I mean, and I felt like, you know, like I had the, the 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 paint skills enough to, you know, emulate some of the stuff that freshwater fishermen use. You know, what I mean, I just got to get good with the skirts. I'm not even gonna lie to you. The first couple I made, the skirts were horrible, man. Because I I actually uh, thread wrapped those too. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't got any wire or anything to do the silicone. So it's, like, it's crazy because it is different. Yeah, I wasn't even – I couldn't spread it right at first. You know what I mean? I was like, why, why is my hair like – or my silicone more on this side than this side? You know what right. I mean? Like, so I'm like using my thumb and I'm pushing down, trying to yeah. get it to go all the way around. And then I finally got it. And and I, and I got it after watching a video that we posted uh, 
that you posted a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. Smalljaw? Uh, no, it wasn't Smalljaw. I'm not uh, sure. He had, he no he had made his own like skirt system. Oh, um, John DeMay from Dem Jigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I saw him doing his, and I was like, oh, that, that that's a, see that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm learning from, you know, the, the freshwater guys and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a lot of good ones like Clint just met, message SDG, um, SDG custom lore craft. Like Adam awesome. makes some really he yeah he, I watch he, his videos on YouTube. He, he's got some great tutorials, too. And, I mean, I don't know. So, listen, Bruce has got a question. He says, do most jig makers use a foot pedal for heat guns while heating up jig heads? I used one for safety seal shrink wraps. So, Bruce, um, we are – well, I don't want to speak for Larry, but, I mean, I'm, I'm literally using a heat gun that looks about as close to a, a hair dryer as you can get, right? $30 heat, heat, uh, heat gun from – the hardware store and then we flip it up and stand it up there's usually like a, a support bracket that comes on them where you can vertically stand it up and we're literally using a pair of pliers or hemos and we're holding it over the top of that heat source for a little bit rotating it till it's heated and then dipping it and um so no foot pedal um but that's kind of that so here's another one south jersey says take a look Larry, if you could see that Fluke teasers and striper teasers. Um, I haven't really got into like the teaser part. Um, usually I just make like a like a smaller jig for a teaser, actually like an eighth ounce or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I have asked, matter of fact, there's there's a guy that I don't know if it was you, but somebody from Jersey had asked me if I do any tying on like um treble hooks and stuff for, for teasers with stripers but no i haven't yet. the striper scene it's I so weird because them. they some of them truly like those teasers above uh, ahead of the i call it above ahead whatever you want to say they're bucktails but it's just weird because there's times where they say it and i think about it, i'm like yeah that makes sense and then other times i'll tell you well i'm just gonna say it so there are guys I'm not going to say what river systems, but there are guys on river systems that will will tie teasers above bucktails for walleye too. So this is right. it's not just a freshwater thing; it's a it's an all over the place thing, right? So yeah. a lot of different people, you know. So um, yeah, I mean, look at so Jim Jim's saying right here. He goes, "I use an alcohol burner, burner, simple and works great." Yeah, it's great, Jim, because sometimes I think to myself, I want to get an alcohol burner and use that. So, like, like a lot of times when I would be powder painting, I would be powder painting down in the family room and somebody's watching TV. And I'm like, that's why I like to do it. I'm like, I, you know, I got to get another location to do this. So this is why I'm working on my place in the basement. But I, I th- that would be a time when I would like to use the alcohol burner instead of, like, the heat gun, which is a, a great start. off one of these. Yeah, well, just the classes before I went and I went to Harbor Freight and bought me uh, a, a, a heat gun. So I, I started with one of these. Now I just use this to clean the eyes out and stuff. So, yeah, yeah guys, you know, th- so many good things. So many good things. All right. So listen, you saw a few stickers tonight. You all heard about a couple of techniques for getting started with some of the the the, the painting elements for. The Larry Hadley style. 
Um, and I, I kind of enjoyed the talk about bucktails and shrimp jigs and how we can incorporate some of these things into our different designs. But I mean, Larry, here's the thing, buddy. I really appreciate having you on and I'm hopeful. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll be willing to come on again, maybe later in end of the summer or even as we go into the fall. I'd love to get you on again, my man. Um, I love talking with you. And, and I think uh, we can get more into some different techniques and stuff like that and see what else you're, you're on. But, I mean, if you want to – I kind of – let me put it up again. Kind of talked a little bit here. If you guys want to find Larry, the link, his link to his Instagram is down below in the description as well. Um, and they can connect with you on Instagram or on Facebook. You do um, sell your jigs. Um, by, by the way, I just want to show <laughs> – I just want to show this one, one, one more time. That's a that's a poison tail head, bucktail with a swing tail with a big old wide gap on there, guys. You sell these, Lair? Yes. Okay. You see yeah. that, guys? That's delish right there. But anyway, yeah. if you're looking to catch up with Larry or see any of his stuff, um, I never I never seem to remember all these things when I do this show. I always say, I guess apparently this like stuff supposed to be an important feature. I don't know. Guys, what I do want, I want I want you guys to share Jig Squad with other people. Tell them about it. Subscribe. If you're watching the show and you're not subscribed, um, please do. It just helps the channel grow and, um, and, and just gets us to a spot where there's more exposure for what we're trying to do and create a community. Maybe, maybe it'll encourage me to make more stickers. <laughs> guys, I'm making stickers no matter what. They're coming. So... Yeah. Um, Lair, I appreciate it. any parting words before we get out of here, my man. Hey, look, I'm just telling you, if you're if you're a beginner, man, you got to start somewhere, right? So don't don't let anybody tell you that your stuff looks bad or anything like that. Good point. You know, you, know, you will grow in time. You know, like like I was talking about earlier, like when I was talking to my friend Marvin, he was like, you came a long way from Harbor Freight, and a long way with using like. You know, like on the bucktail here, and I was using like all the parts of the bucktail. So you're only supposed to use really the middle, like for a regular traditional bucktail, unless you want sure. the flare. So you want to use the top or whatever. Right. And I would use it all, and my it would just look like that, you know. And it, and and I used to get you know ridiculed for not really ridiculed, but joked for it. Like, oh, man, what's wrong with your thing, man? It looked like you got shocked by lightning or something. Man. Right. You know, and but you know this keep at it you know what i mean like because you know you'll grow you eventually and then you know being a part of jig squad i'm pretty sure everybody will give you a tip or two you know what i mean oh, you yeah guys i there's a new thing too larry those are fantastic words and it's so true um so one of the things here here's one more thing too i don't know why for whatever it is apparently when you get 500 followers they open up a thing on youtube they give a community tab where you can make a post meaning me i can make a post and mm -hmm. so um, guys, keep in mind, um, we're, for now, we're following this every other week format. So there's no show next week. The week after that, um, we'll have a show, right? So I'll start posting about that. I'll post on the community tab so you guys know about it. And I'll also post on Instagram. So, um, but more than anything else, guys, I want you to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. You know, that way you get notified when the shows are coming. So that's the number one way of knowing. Um, you don't agree with me on some things? Great. Hit dislike. Sounds great. Don't care. I love you all. I appreciate you being a part of Jig Squad. Stickers are coming. Larry Hadley is the best thread wrapper in the whole game. 
I think, and he does some cool paints. Um, Larry, I appreciate you tonight. Hang out in our little uh, hang out here, even when I end the stream. But that's okay. it, guys. This is Jig Squad. I appreciate you. We'll be back in two weeks. Catch us on Instagram. Catch us on the replay. Replay. Do whatever you need to do. Protect. Get what you need. <laughs> I can't wait to see your creations. If you post and you make stuff, tag me, tag Larry, whatever you need to do. Guys, that's it. Have a good night. I appreciate you a ton.